0: Good morning, good evening, good night. Uh welcome to the Idol Talk episode with yours truly best you know, the boy, Nairbath, Fabrian, whatever you want to call me Today we're gonna to talk about season three, episode three of The Mandalorian. I'm gonna give you a quick rundown on what the episode was about, hit you with a few plot, and then with no spoilers and then well a little bit of a spoiler but not nothing crazy and then at the end i'm gonna spoil a lot because i'm gonna talk about my opinions what i liked what i didn't like um things like that yeah so um let's just jump into it uh we start this episode off right where we left the last one off um where uh mando fell into the waters um and then he uh and then got saved by Bo-Katan, and then she uh, saw a mythosaur, and that was really fucking cool. Um, I didn't like that. I'll leave it. I'll leave it to uh, spoilers because I don't want to spoil shit. But um, we start there, and then we're, and then we see some like cool ass like fight scenes, uh, like air, like um ship fight scenes. What are they called? Dog fights? I don't know. I'm not a pilot. Um, so we see a lot of those, and that's really cool seeing them. Um, fly around and kill TIE fighters and TIE interceptors really cool and then we move on and and, and then we start following the doctor from season one who originally uh, was tasked um, in like genetic getting Grogu's genetics or trying to clone him Um, where like put back in his story which by the way low key his story is sad as fuck and I feel bad for what happens to him Um, we follow him a lot and so I mean, the plot is whatever. I don't really care about these characters that they introduce here. But what I did like, I really liked seeing, um, what do they call the Republic, something? There was the Republic, something, alliance or something. It it was nice seeing what is different and what is similar to the Empire. Now that the Republic has taken, um, you know, power after they fell. Um, so it's, we follow the doctor from season one, Dr. Pershing, of uh, him integrating back into the world while well now that he works for the good guys, quote unquote, right? He works for the Republic now instead of the Empire. And we're following his day to day and how does he feel about everything and things like that, which is really cool. I love seeing Coruscant. I love seeing the Republic. I loved watching, um, love the scenery, bro. It was beautiful seeing Coruscant again and seeing how, like, lived in it is, and then um, we meet his, like, co-workers, I guess you would say, and um, there's, like, a specific one that, like, we focus on, we follow, and, like, from the moment she got introduced, I was like, I don't like this bitch, just because, like, she, she seemed off, and then, and then I started warming up to her throughout the episode, I was like, oh, maybe it's just me being a fucking asshole, and just judging people based off, like, the first interaction we have with them, so I gave her the chance, and then... Turns out I was right, but we'll get to that. So we follow them, and then at the end, after that storyline, we return back to uh, Mando and Bo-Katan, um, returning back to uh, the hideout where all the other Mandalorians are, and then basically telling the armorer, who's like the leader of this cult, I guess. But Loki, the interaction between them was a lot better than i thought it would be but um yeah they returned there and they they explained to her how like um mandalore isn't poisoned and that they they can go back the living waters are real blah blah, blah. and so and also i had a theory from the very first episode of the season when she pours liquid into um the thing that she makes the best car and i was like that's probably the living waters right because like why would it be so important and then it turns out it was because when she poured the liquid into the other one it, like glue like episode one and i was like oh that's cool it like confirmed my own head canon that i had so i would give this episode i would say i enjoyed all of it i would take some things out that i was like this isn't necessary um but it was cool to see um i would give it like an eight and a half out of ten and yeah that that is my review of this episode so thank you for listening i appreciate you yeah and if you are cool with spoilers and you're still rocking with me that's dope let's get into it all right so i'm gonna get back i'm gonna run back to the beginning and now i'm gonna start spoiling shit so um so right after they got out of the the water cave and they started like flying back to um bo-katan's little like um castle i guess it would be or her home where she was like chilling um they're flying back there to go pick up din's ship or the mandalorian ship um and then they get attacked by the remnants of the Empire. So you, they get attacked by TIE Interceptors, I believe. They they said they were. Yeah, because even in the fight, he's like, oh, these are tougher than TIE Fighters. Um, and they get, uh, like, two or three of them. I think it's like three or four that show up. And they take them out easy. I'm like, yo, this piloting is fire, bro. is a good-ass pilot. And then you see Bo-Katan. And the way her, her I think, I'm going to be real with y'all. As much as everyone likes the Millennium Falcon and the Razor Crest and whatever, right? I really fuck with Bo-Katan's ship. It's so cool. It looks cool as hell. Um, and it like its wings go up and down or whatever. So she uses that maneuver to like drift in the air and it's mad cool. Um, so they 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 fight off these fighters and then even more reinforcements come and then it's like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, nah, I'm not splitting they blew up my house bro oh by the way yeah they blew up her house they bombed the castle right and then he's like nah bro like there's a bunch on the radar we gotta go and she's like where the fuck are we going and like i said earlier they end up going to the the cult of mandalorians that are in hiding but he's like oh just trust me like we're gonna go somewhere um they can't follow us right and he sends her the coordinates through um fast travel and then we jump to uh the other storyline of this episode which is the doctor dr pershing he's uh saying a speech and I, i guess it would be the senate it looks like the senate it might not be but um he's talking to um the republic alliance telling them about how um his job about working with the empire and how he wants to make the world a better place with genetics and how he originally just wanted to uh, clone um, organs and things for, for for people who were dying or needed replacements because his mother originally died uh, because she needed a replacement organ. And in his home world, no one had it or no one had the technology to clone the organ to give it to her. So then he started becoming a a, a cloning engineer, right, or a scientist. And everyone's praising him, being like, oh, wow, you're so great. Thank you so much for, like, joining and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I really fuck with this. Um... Like, us showing us the other side of the... Because every time they show us anything political, in Star Wars, it's always either super fucking boring or too super fucking evil. Like, it, like politically, like, all of Star Wars, everyone is so mean and, like, fucking evil. At least most of the poli- uh, politicians are. So it was kind of cool seeing them, like, all, like, mingle and be, like, Sort of nice to each other without like trying to backstab, but then I regret it immediately because they do backstab each other eventually. But um, so then he gets uh housing and he gets a job now that he is uh working under the uh, the Republic Alliance of the Empire. Which, by the way, that's dope on them. The Empire would have just killed most of the rebels. They didn't give a fuck about or make them into slaves like they did in um Andor. So if you watched Andor like that, they'd probably just throw them in like concentration camps and make them work but these but the republic alliance right i guess technically it is kind of the same they are just giving them a job and be like whether you work and you get housing or you could just be free and be poor and be homeless so i guess it's kind of the same thing but it's not forced upon you so he's he's like getting it was cool seeing the coruscant like all the cars that are floating and stuff and like seeing them like drive around like originally uh obi-wan and anakin did when um they we're chasing that assassin or whatever it was a really cool scene um and then he arrives at uh the i think it's called the amnesty house or something like that and it's like where um all the people who used to work for the empire but now work for the republic are living and like contributing to the republic right and so he meets these people <clears throat> he meets these people and then um He uh, connects or not connects. He recognizes someone that he worked with previously on Moff Gideon's ship, which is the villain from uh, the last two seasons, right? Um, Who originally had Dark Saber. So he recognizes her and he's like, oh, my God, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to like build a connection with him and like low key try to like, uh, what's the word? Like manipulate him, like give him things and be nice to him. for her own gain and i like immediately i caught that type of like vibe from her um so like they're talking about things they missed about the empire right and they're like not like the the genocide and all the evil that you were doing right but like the day-to-day things like what did you miss about it and and then the doctor is like oh i miss like these these cute like small yellow biscuits that they would give us in these rations and they don't serve them anywhere else in the world right and so that night when he goes to sleep Someone knocks on his door and it's a package of these cookies or these biscuits, right? And he's like, what the hell? Who gave me these, right? It makes no sense that someone could get these so easily when they're specifically were made for or not specifically made, but they were in the empire rations, right? And so in order to get these biscuits now, you would either have to have these rations because they can't be found anywhere else. So it's suspicious, right? And then the only people that he told that about is these, these, these the small group of people that were like sitting there drinking with him. In that area, so it's, it has to be one of them. So he wakes up the next morning, and then he goes to work, and his job basically is getting all the old empire equipment, um archiving it, and then destroying it. Right, and it's counterintuitive because for him at least, he believes that anything can be used for good, whether that be technology or knowledge. He he's like Ravenclaw, low key, if you know what I'm talking about, Harry Potter. So, um, he's he likes to like look for knowledge he wants to use everything to his advantage and i agree with him like bro use the empire things to better whatever systems you're working with but i guess the republic doesn't want to use any other stuff so they're just destroying it and then uh he, he he's tempted right so every and then he gets like i think he gets like a weekly review by this like droid and it asks him questions like are you happy at the workplace do you get along with all your coworkers? do you have any resentment towards the republic things like that right and he gets these things weekly, and you can tell it's draining him because every few times that you see him in this thing, his expressions are different, he's answering differently, and as time progresses, you can see that he's like, oh, this sucks, as much as, like, it is cool that they're helping me and, like, whatever. He he has a passion to, you know, be a doctor, be a scientist. He wants to continue his research in genetic cloning or genetics, period, because he says that they were very close to... Uh, a breakthrough, he says. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it probably has something to do with Grogu and, and I guess later down the line in the sequel uh, series where Palpatine ends up cloning himself because at least currently you cannot clone someone who is Force-sensitive because of metachlorine and shit like that. So yeah, um, so then this girl, right? This, uh, I forget her name. Some officer that used to work with him um, suggest to him that Oh why don't you just continue your research Even if it is Oh actually my bad my bad let me go back So when he's going to these checkups with these bots He asks the bot that is it okay If he continued his research On the side like just for fun And she's like uh, Well yeah but no Because if I look through your record It shows that you were a genetic scientist and a cloning scientist And that's prohibited by The uh, course on law And he's just like damn Okay so like she the the droid shuts down his dreams to continue his research but then this girl right the next time they see each other she explains to him like listen you can do things you're like you're not this isn't the empire like you're not trapped to do what they tell you to you don't have to always listen to the rules if you think it's going to be beneficial to the the new republic do it and then show them the results so that way that they can see it and he's like wow that's like it's actually pretty smart right and so he you can see it start changing his mind and then they go on like this weird like low-key date thing. Like she's showing him around the town. She's showing him around Coruscant. They finally you know what was really cool to see? So when they're they're she's giving him a tour of Coruscant, of there's like this big rock in, like some some spot. And then she explains to him that this mountain or this rock was the highest peak of Coruscant before they started building all the cities. Around it, which is insane to me because it's so like low to the ground compared to all the buildings in the area, so they must have like completely like, um, what's the word like when you get rid of all the stuff? I know the word because I played Animal Crossing, and you do it in Animal Crossing. But like they got rid of all the trees, all the rocks, all the, all the mountains and just started building cities on top of them and floating cities and floating cars. Right. So it's really cool to see that Coruscant originally wasn't like that. You know, like it's hard to, to think like it makes sense that it wasn't, but it's hard to think about it because anytime we've ever seen Coruscant, it's been like a big New York of like uh, the Star Wars world. Right. So it's really cool to see that originally before all these people settled here. Right. It was it was more of a, a you know, a regular planet uh you know natural resources things like that before humans went and fucked it up well i guess it won't it wasn't just humans because there's aliens in star wars um so she convinces him to uh go to the the scrapyard well he doesn't know it's a scrapyard but she convinces him to go to the scrapyard to get these parts or things in a in 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 the empire uh junkyard where they have equipment where he can continue his research right and it, and he's like wow isn't that against the rules? And again, what I was saying earlier, she's like, yo, listen, like you could just do whatever you want. This isn't the Empire. They're not going to kill you just because you break some rules, right? So it like slowly but surely convinces him. And then they go on this trip. Um, and then they go on the train. They're avoiding the, the droid that takes the tickets. And then they jump off the train. And they land to the junkyard, right? And and like there was little things that she was doing throughout the episode. that I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I trust her, right? But then she was like... The scenes that they were having together, like them eating ice cream together, them talking to each other, him telling him, him telling her about his mother and his backstory. Right, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm just judging too much. Maybe they will have a good connection and they will have like uh, a good relationship. Like even when they jump out of the train, right? She's like, you hold my hand, let's jump. So I'm like, maybe I'm just judgy. I'm just a judgy person. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm just a judgy. Maybe I gotta give it some time. So they get to this facility. They're searching around. They get to the lab, and she's like. Why don't you just take all of it? And I was like, "Hmm, why do you want her to take all of it?" I was like, "Hmm, that's that's a little weird. a little suspicious, right?" And then like you start hearing things in the background, like you hear like a like a plane or a helicopter. And she's like, "Oh, it's just a ship settling." And then the, that's the second, hmm, like, "Hmm, this bitch lying." <laughs> like I after that, I was already like on edge. I was like, "This bitch is gonna betray him. I know." It. And it felt. It felt shitty because he seemed like such a genuine dude. Like, it really seemed like he didn't want to do any evil, right? So then he starts packing up, like, this, like, weird, like, uh, suitcase-type thing. And with all the cloning stuff, I guess it is. And then right as they go outside, bro, boom. Cops everywhere. Lights, camera, action. They're shooting. They're pointing guns at him, And they're like, put your hands up. You're under arrest for trying to rob... This junkyard, right? And they only say his like code name, which is which is weird that they're doing that after living with the Empire and seeing what the Empire did with all the clones and not giving them names. And then they went and did the same thing. I don't know. I just felt like that was super weird. But I guess it's supposed to parallel. Like, um, it's you're supposed to see, like, oh, they're not that different. Like, they are better, but they're not that much different. Like, anytime you give any group of people power, a lot of it does come like transfer over a lot of those corrupt ideas so back to what i was saying he gets uh he gets caught but they only address him right and then at that point i was like oh you know she betrayed him why wouldn't they address them both clearly they're both doing the deed right and she picks up this box and walks with the cops and he gets arrested and i'm like yo this fucking bitch bro this bitch it's like fuck this bitch and i was like And then again, I was like, wait, wait, maybe I'm being judgy. Maybe there's a reason on why she's betraying him. Maybe there's, like, some colluding. Maybe she's going to, like, snitch on him and then break him out and then be like, haha, I got us. Look, we got the equipment, and now we're free. That's what I thought, right? I thought maybe I'm being judgy. Maybe shit will turn around. So he gets captured, and then he gets put on a table. Uh, And on this table, he's on a machine called the Mind Flayer, which, by the way, Stranger Things also cool reference or I guess Dungeons and Dragons actually um so what this machine is doing is it erases memories and the Empire used to use it to torture people or just outright like completely erase their memories to make them uh, senile and like just listen to orders and now the uh, Republic is using it and they're like no we're just gonna we're gonna crank it down we're gonna make it a nice enjoyable thing and he's like begging like please don't lobotomize me Like I need, I can only imagine someone who is a doctor or very smart in a specific field, years of research or years of like studying this thing. And then in a second, all of that is gone because they just decided that, nah, we don't want that information. And now not only do we not want the information or want the the research that you're doing, we're gonna make you forget all of it. And I was like, damn, that's really, I felt so bad for him especially after that like story he gave about his mother how like she was a cloning scientist and uh, how she just wanted to help people and how he just wants to continue that so yeah he's on this table and this bitch is like across like it's like a like a the glass and watching him and she's just watching and i'm like and he's asking her like no like he's like whatever she told you she's lying like she set me up blah blah and first it's something that i really hate about a lot of tv shows and a lot of movies that why is it that they always just believe one person in a lot of these scenarios? Where in modern society you aren't guilty, and you are. Is it you are innocent until proven guilty? But I feel like in all movies, it's like everyone's immediately guilty. They don't ask questions. They don't investigate. They don't see how it happened. Like in that city, there should be CCTVs. They should, or I guess, cameras. They should. They should. They have droids everywhere to to show you what. Like, that she was in on it the whole time. That it wasn't just him, right? Why would you just trust someone? Whatever, right? So he's asking, him like, oh, why would you betray me? What the hell? Like, and then the guy is just trying to, like, completely ignoring him and just explaining to him what the procedure is. And he's like, no, I know what this is. It's going to it's gonna remove my memories. I don't want to lose this." He's like, no, it's on a low setting. It's going to feel like a little, like, it's going to feel like you're high. And so... Uh, they turn the machine on And then they put this thing on him And so he can't see And then we go back to the girl And now the girl is talking to the guy who's operating the machine And then uh, he's like Alright let's like let's go Like he gets a few minutes and then we'll come back in And she's like he's still my friend Like it's cruel blah 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 Like bullshitting Like can I stay and watch and, or stay with him And he's like yeah sure Like it's your friend I understand And he walks out And then the moment he walks out That bitch cranked it up She cranked it up so now she, he's not going to be a little high like everyone was describing. He's going to get tortured or he's going to lose all his... She's going to fry his brain. Either kill him or make him forget everything. And I was like, this fucking bitch, bro. I was mad as hell watching this. So I had to, like, pause it for a second because of how mad I was at this fucking character. And so we just leave. We we, we just end off there and then we go back to... Uh, Din and Bo-Katan arriving at the, like, Mandalorian cult... And then Paz Vizsla being a bitch... Being like, y'all don't belong here... Y'all not Mandalorians... Blah, blah, blah... And then... Din is like, actually, bitch... I got the waters... And I got proof... And then they go into the... Um... The armorer's, like, little hut thing... I don't know, cave... It's more of a cave, not a hut... Um... And then she tests the waters... Turns out to be true... And then she tells all the Mandalorians... Like, nah... Din has been redeemed... He is one of us... And then what's cool like what i said earlier where i was like this is actually really cool because whatever and i was like nah i don't want to spoil it so i've always wanted to see the armor and Bo-Katan interact because they there are two very strong women that are two mandalorians but they both have two completely uh different ideas or like thoughts about what a mandalorian is and what makes a mandalorian right and um she tells her like oh you bathed in the waters too right and she's like yeah and then she asks her have you removed the heavens and she's like no not yet or she just says no. And she's like, well, then you have been redeemed. You're part of our group. You're part of the cult. Like, you're part of our clan now. And then she's like, but I don't walk away." She's like, and that's fine. You're free to do whatever you want. Just know that until you take the helmet off, you are part of us. And I was like, oh, that's really dope. That she would, like, welcome her in even after, like, talking, like, crazy shit about her family in like, the first two seasons. Or saying how much, like, they destroyed uh, the Mandalorians, right? So it was really cool seeing her that. That The armor is truly, like, you know, a very uh, respectable, respectable Mandalorian. She really is a G, bro. She just wants her people to strive again. And you can you could really see that. Um, and then the episode ends. And, again, I would say all the Mando and Bo-Katan scenes loved it. Every second of it, I was like, hell yeah, I'm hooked. I love all of this. It's sick. And then, you know, the Coruscant stuff, I loved all the scenery. I loved the... Uh, i love the scenery i love all the the atmosphere i love seeing uh the republic do i care about dr pershing and that other like girl not at all i don't give a fuck about that character if anything i care more about dr pershing now and i hate the other character i guess that's what it, they were trying to do like i actively want her to fail and i want him to regain whatever the fuck he lost which i which probably won't happen a lot of these characters don't get happy in this, unless you're a main character and you have pod armor but yeah, and that is the episode. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure to subscribe uh, to our YouTube. Uh, we're currently putting up clips and things like that. Just so, uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We're putting cl- uh, we're putting uh, clips on TikTok again. Now. So make sure to follow us on all these social medias and. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Love you. Bye-bye.